I'm Jerome Hudson, Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book, 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Joe Biden's getting hammered by the left over his trip to Saudi Arabia that amounted to nothing more than the latest international embarrassment for America on Biden's watch. Makes me pine for the weekends where Biden simply stayed on a beach in Delaware. Meanwhile, the Biden baby formula crisis is getting worse. Biden's bread lines are getting longer and making matters worse. This was the worst June for illegal border crossings on record with more than 200,000 apprehensions. We break down all of that and more. Jonathan Gillum, former Navy SEAL and FBI agent, host of the Experts podcast and author of Sheep No More, sounded off on a 77-page report from the Texas House Investigative Committee on the Robb Elementary School shooting that described the systemic failures and egregious poor decision-making of law enforcement leaders on the ground that day. I do believe is what it's being referred to as Joe Biden uh, basically traveled 7,000 miles to uh, Saudi Arabia to beg uh, the crown prince and members of that delegation to produce more oil. It was just a trip of devastating uh, effect. We got an op-ed ostensibly from Joe Biden, but of course Joe Biden probably couldn't write his name on a piece of paper about a week before Joe Biden made the trip to Saudi Arabia that it said nothing about why he was going, despite the fact that the op-ed's purpose was to explain why Joe Biden was going to Saudi Arabia. Still no announcement on Joe Biden visiting uh, the southern border between Mexico and the United States. But I digress. We all know that Joe Biden was going to Saudi Arabia to beg that country to produce more oil while simultaneously President Joe Biden attacking American energy producers. Um, It did not take long before not one, but two, and maybe even more members of the royal family came out and basically said, we are producing, that is Saudi Arabia, as much oil uh, as we can right now. Our problem is the United States' problem, more so the United States' problem specifically is refining uh, oil. Um, we, we could we could probably certainly produce more oil here, uh, but we're at a refining capacity of about 90 plus percent. You've heard uh, our, our, our economics and finance editor, John Carney, say it many times. The problem is, is that Joe Biden uh, is absolutely crippling. And I do mean crippling our our capability of not only producing more oil, Um, but refining more oil. It was just on July 1st, uh, two weeks ago, that the Biden administration announced plans to quote-unquote gut many new oil and gas leases in America. Um, And so the the trip happened. um, The price at the pump today is $2 more than it was when Joe Biden took office. And White House, White House officials, I do believe before Joe Biden landed in Saudi Arabia, were already tamping down expectations and telling the media to not expect any concrete announcements from Joe Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia. Why, do you, why he went? I mean, again, we, we basically know why. 
but it was an absolute uh, and utter um, failure. Um, it 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 it's it 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 sort of strains credulity uh, to really harp on the the trip any 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 more than that. Um, I am reminded of uh, Robert Gates sort of doubling down after saying in 2004 that Joe Biden has, quote, been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades, end quote, and then doubling down and backing that statement up again in 2019. I I, I don't really know. I mean, we have to cover Joe Biden going to Saudi Arabia. Um, He's getting killed and hammered um, left, right, and center uh, while doing it. We'll have Francis Martel on in the second hour to to to, to give us sort of the uh, the big brain takes on it, but I I I honestly can't offer up any more uh, than than what you've already read on the pages of Breitbart News. Um, I, I just don't have any deep analysis. It was a it was a, it was a trip about nothing. I mean that's basically what the joke was in the newsroom. Um, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that there are actual crises aside from the energy crisis that is as bad as it is because of Joe Biden's policies, um, here in the United States. Um, one of the biggest issues, I I guess it's Joe Biden came into office on the promise that he would shut down the coronavirus. And now there are seemingly story after story about how one county or city or uh, district is at the top or near the top of the CDC's high alert uh, reading. And so mass mandates are coming back. They have been coming back for weeks. We've reported them. But now New York City is opening up mass vaccination sites to combat, combat the monkeypox outbreak. Um, that, so, so the guy who promised to shut down one virus is now, uh, seeing the virus he was supposed to shut down in resurgence on his walk, on his watch. And meanwhile, there is a new, uh, uh, outbreak of, 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 of another disease. New York city is from Penny star now has three mass vaccination sites set up to combat the growing monkeypox outbreak in its five boroughs. New York City health official toured one of the sites in Brooklyn on Friday to highlight how the city is addressing the spread of the virus that has infected almost 500 people, many of them gay men, the demographic that has seen the highest number of infections. Um, yeah, not, not actually uh, looking good. This news actually and these reports coming out while Joe Biden is in uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, more crises right here at home. Again, not being helped and in many cases being made worse the situation by Joe Biden. Um, the, the baby formula crisis is as bad and in some cases, specifically in some states, uh, including Alaska, Utah, and Wyoming, worse today. Wall Street Journal reporting nine months after the Biden administration was warned about the looming baby formula shortage. Uh, Today, that availability of powdered baby formula, quote, dropped to the lowest level so far this year, end quote. Earlier this month, according to the Wall Street Journal, quote, out-of-stock levels remain higher than any recent months. 
and shortages remain acute in states including Alaska, Utah, and Wyoming. Um, bread lines are back, and they're back about a month after Joe Biden reminded the, the country uh, about bread lines that we saw due to, I don't know, a world-changing pandemic from China, the economy uh, being con- almost completely collapsed because people were forced to stay home, not go to work or operate their place of work. You know, uh, the, 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 the country was thrown in the economic calamity. You know, uh, it, it wasn't surprising, at least to sober minded people to sort of see food banks uh, running on high. But in May of 2022, with the Mr. Shutdown, the virus guy himself, these these are these are these these bread lines are Biden bread lines. Um, in May, Biden screamed and yelled, quote, remember those long lines you'd see in the in the television? People lining up in all kinds of vehicles just to get a box of food in their trunk. How quickly we forget in quote that was Joe Biden in May. Uh, he I, I guess was boasting about. Uh, the state of the economy and the disappearance of of bread lines, but they're back. And I've seen at least reports of them for several weeks now. Um, Mothers, uh, excuse me, and and fathers, uh, drone footage of bread lines um, in Texas, in, in Iowa, and other states around the country. Um, it's it's this has been the, uh, the the latest reports the worst June at the border on record. Uh, so we have f- food shortages basically essentially uh, whether it is powder baby formula or or actual food for adults. Um, we know that there are is economic strife so bad that bread lines I mean food lines uh, p- cars piling up and lining up for miles. Um, and so it's never a good time to actually have a porous border by which you have people to the tunes of thousands just pouring over in caravans. We've been seeing the, we've been using the word in the political lexicon of caravans for a decade now. You know, elect me. We'll fix the problem. Remember us? We Democrats voted for and stomped for border security. It's like 10 years we've been dealing with with illegal migrant caravans. We got we got we got bread lines and food shortages and baby formula shortages. And if you can find the food or the baby formula, it costs twice or sometimes three, three times as much. I'm pretty sure it doesn't taste three times as good and you get shrinkflation. So the amount of food or baby formula that you're getting is is lesser than it was a year ago. And you're paying two and three times more for it. So if you want to destroy a country and you are completely unserious as a political leader, then, yeah, you would face the type of invasion on our southern border, which says nothing of the people overstaying their visas, work or travel or otherwise. According to late Friday figures released from the Biden administration, 207,416 illegal immigrants crossed the border in June. Over 200,000 illegal immigrants, I'll repeat, crossed the border into the United States interior in June. 
burying uh, a damaging border release is part of an unfortunate and irresponsible pattern from the Biden administration. Again, these figures were released in a late night Friday. I mean, they're Friday news dumps, but I mean, literally in the wee, wee hours of the night. Um, it's been hard to get this information. Brandon Darby runs, I, I think, the best, uh, you know, immigration uh, information operation on the planet. But the Biden administration has repeatedly delayed this information from coming out, obstructing media access. Thankfully, we have former Border Patrol agents with great sources inside the DHS. Um, this is the worst, if you couldn't tell. Uh, this is the worst month on record for uh, uh, crossings into the interior of the United States. The highest number for June on record it does not even include the tens of thousands of gotaways. Those people who uh, border agents could not come in contact with. Uh, the migrants are happy, though. They're happy and they're thanking Joe Biden specifically. Uh, this footage from Fox News uh, aired on their airways last Wednesday uh, and sort of got buried. And within the context of the fact that you know over 200,000 people illegally crossed into the country, here it is, a Venezuelan migrant thanking Joe Biden for letting them into the country. This is just, this is, this is embarrassing on proportions that just, I mean, this is banana republic stuff. Producer Zach cut for. We had a chance to talk to some of these migrants from Venezuela, and they are thanking President Biden. Take a listen. He's a good president with so much help that he's given us. It's been very difficult what's happened to us. Our trip has been very hard. Thank God we're here. We thank you for receiving us and treating us well. Wow. It's, 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 it's just one facet of a story that has so many horrific uh, headlines to it. This one um, under the Cartel Chronicles byline at Breitbart News. 166 migrants died in a single Texas region and Mexico border state in six months. You really won't hear. I, I've done my daily routine. I haven't really watched a lot of MSNBC this morning, but a lot of CNN uh, in the first hour and a half of, of their morning coverage. I don't think they reported on the immigration uh, once. You just don't you just don't see the establishment news media outlets talking about this stuff in the span of six months. The Texas uh, Kahlua, uh, Kahula, excuse me, border region has recorded the same number of migrant deaths this year as in all of 2021. The highest number of deaths occurred as the region became the busiest human smuggling corridor as the U.S.-Mexico uh, appear to be unable to curb worsening border worsening border crisis. Um, it, 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 so you, you get as many deaths on the border halfway through this year as, as we did in all of last year. The, the discovery from University of Texas researchers of mass graves in near the, the border in Mexico and also near the border uh, in, 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 in Texas was pretty much slept on outside of Breitbart News and a few others. It, it, it's just it, it's baffling to me um, that the Department of Homeland Security 
uh, is being used in the way that it is basically as a conduit for Mexican human traffickers and drug traffickers. I think there was another historic amount of fentanyl, uh, uh, I think a million pills. I think that probably kills everybody in the country just appre uh, apprehended a few days ago. Um, I do like this though. Ted Cruz, producer Zach, do we have this? Yes, we do. Ted Cruz saying that the first act of the GOP-led Congress, which by all accounts should be on the way here, should be to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. It's right there in the name, Homeland Security. He's the head of the department, but instead of keeping the Homeland Secure, specifically at the southern border, you get a situation like in June, you get over 207,000 people coming in contact with border agents. Cut six. And I gotta say, Sean, the body bags are piling up. We saw just a few weeks ago over 50 illegal immigrants in a tractor trailer outside of San Antonio die of heat exposure, including kids as young as 13. Last year, we had 100,000 people die of drug overdoses with this fentanyl exposure explosion. And the Joe Biden body bags keep getting worse and worse and worse. And Sean, the only good thing of all of this horror is it's opening people's eyes. I think November is going to be a, a red tidal wave. I think South Texas is going to turn red. And if and when Republicans retake Congress, I believe one of the very first priorities is that we should impeach Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. I think the House will do that. And the Senate needs to conduct a trial. We need to put on a trial and put on the evidence of the people that are suffering and dying as a result of Joe Biden's dereliction of duty. That won't happen um, in the Senate, but certainly I agree. If anybody deserves to be impeached, it's Joe Biden. But, you know, and I guess I don't know. We don't know what the figures will be in terms of Republican representation in the House uh, it, when it all uh, shakes out. But, you know, I think symbolically um, it, it, it means something maybe a little bit more in, in, you know, holding an impeachment hearing and vote for Joe Biden. But I think substantively Alejandro Mayorkas uh, makes a lot more sense. I, I don't actually know legally or politically what happens if Mayorkas, if the, if the vote to impeach does go through and does pass. I don't know what happens. I, I think he still remains the head of a monumentally important department uh, in Joe Biden's cabinet and continues to just destroy morale among border agents and ICE agents um, and, and continues to attack them while just letting any and everybody into this country. Um, but I, I think, you know, you have the World Health Organization naming the, 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 the trek from South America to the United States border as the most dangerous migrant path in the world. Um, that's something. The same World Health Organization that is activating a monkeypox emergency panel as cases soar. Uh, he had Democrat officials uh, now calling out Joe Biden uh, for his failure to actually help uh, in, in, in control the spread uh, of this disease. 
um, is just uh, condemning the Biden administration's failure to distribute adequate monkeypox vaccines. Going to shut down the virus. A uh, couple, couple uh, other notes here. Uh, so uh, reportedly, um, according to police, an armed citizen had foiled a mass shooting uh, and killed an, Indi- an Indiana uh, man who uh, t- took a gun and started firing it at the Greenwood Park Mall in Indianapolis. So a WDRB reports that three innocent people were killed in the uh, attack. Then an armed citizen shot and killed the attacker. Um, the outlet notes the witnesses heard about 20 shots rang out in the food court during the attack. Greenwood Chief of Police James Eisen indicated that, quote, a good Samaritan witnessed the shooting and shot and killed the shooter. And, quote, police indicated that the attacker was an adult male but provided no greater detail. I'm pretty sure we'll get it. And this person probably is mentally disturbed, at least on some level. You have to be to do something like this. But uh, it, 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 the the attack, which probably, I mean, you have to assume would have continued to go on, uh, would have. And there doesn't seem to have, I mean, I don't know what the armed security situation in this mall was. But thank God that someone there uh, had a gun. I think we we could safely assume at least had some level of training, took it out and used it to kill this gunman. I mean, our hearts and prayers go out to the families of the three who were killed. But, you know, I saw CNN reporting on this and they called it a mass shooting. And, you know, this report of this good Samaritan with this gun taking out this uh, this shooter in Indianapolis um, hero of the day, uh, the uh, Greenwood, Indiana police uh, called them. I, I continue to watch CNN and they did not cut to Philadelphia or Memphis or Detroit or Washington, D.C. or L.A. or Chicago. Any any number of cities, blue cities, uh, Louisiana. Hartford, Connecticut, they didn't cut to any of them, you know, uh, to talk about the, 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 the quote unquote mass shootings happening in those in those cities uh, as well, which does not nothing to diminish, again, the life loss in that mall in Indianapolis. But again, it's just the way that the, the, these craven outlets report this stuff. It's incredible. Uh, really. Um, this one, I just. When uh, when uh, Robert Marlowe, the editor, a homepage editor at Breitbart News, he 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 blessed me with the same roundups as he does with Alex. And I see this transgender woman impregnated two inmates removed. This transgender woman, after impregnating two inmates, has been removed from a New Jersey female prison. I just I don't know what to say, other than I mean, duh, or what the hell. A transgender woman, a man impregnated to, excuse me, a man claiming to be a woman impregnated two inmates now has been removed from New Jersey female prison. I just don't know about the whole man. We're going to look back and just question because I don't understand the, the, the linear logic 
if you if you accept that premise, it 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 assumes that a hundred years from now that we had would have become a, certainly a more serious people, and we would have we would have elected more you know, serious politicians who actually took the job of governing this great union seriously, and and through those decades, in a hundred years later. We've, we, we evolved and we actually got our crap together. And then I, I could get that, but the current trajectory does not actually indicate to me at least. Uh, I mean, I'm a pretty positive uh, and sober-minded thinker. I, I continue to see headlines about transgender women that are calling these individuals transgender women. This headline should be man claiming to be woman impregnated to inmates now has been removed i'm pretty sure you just don't have sex maybe the 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 children were conceived on the first incident but you know prisons um are just like small communities word travels very quickly this says a lot about everybody from the warden on down to the security apparatus um it's it's i mean this doesn't just happen in a vacuum like somebody knows something or somebody knows somebody that knows something oh man it's just it's just wild stuff transgender men impregnated leah thomas haven't heard from him in a while nominated for ncaa woman of the year award this from uh, Jordan Dixon Hamilton, University of Pennsylvania, has nominated transgender swim- swimmer Leah Thomas, a biological male, for the National Collegiate Athletic Association's Woman of the Year Award. Um, again, again, like I'd love to be wrong about the whole 100 years from now. We're going to look back and just whew, be boggled by how these headlines ever became to be. I'd love to believe that, but... You know, the evidence, I'm just not really seeing it. We keep breaking records. Like, we keep having the worst month on record of of illegal immigrants illegally crossing into the country. We keep, we keep having or we're reverting back to just breaking records, both in, the, in, 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 in negative directions. Like, our birth rate is, is historically low and has been, I think, two years running overdose deaths are, are on pace now to hit a new record you know, we had a president who did some substance things at the border held china accountable china of course in many of their factories on their black market have an apparatus by which you know fentanyl is produced it gets to the mexican border or we don't really have a secure border and so that fentanyl comes over the border as long along with heroin and meth and cocaine and it gets into the bloodstream of Americans every single day to the tune by which you get to a fiscal year, you have a record number of overdose deaths. It fuels the crime. You people would not believe the crime channel at Breitbart News. Absolute nightmare every single day. Hourly stories are posted about crime. And many, many of these crimes are drug related. I'm I'm I I I I don't have any more fingers or toes. Uh, the number of law enforcement uh, officials, particularly in 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 Jacksonville here or Tallahassee and Savannah, people I'm related to, and even some of you call in. I mean, so much of this crime is drug related. 
welcome back, as promised. Sometimes fill-in host uh, on Patriot Radio and, and even Breitbart News uh, air, uh, Radio Airwaves, Jonathan Gillum, former Navy SEAL, FBI agent, and host of the Experts Podcast. Jonathan, it's good to have you back. Hey, good to be back, my So this is the lead from Bob Price at Breitbart News. The Texas House Investigative Committee on the Robb Elementary School shooting released a 77-page report on Sunday, providing the most detailed account of the incident to date. The report said no one was able to stop the shooter because of what it described as, quote, systemic failures and egregious poor decision-making, end quote, by people who were either in power or could have been in power to take action. Um, Given everything that we know now, uh, Jonathan, uh, big picture, what are your takeaways of uh, this horrific uh, massacre. Well, let's just break down what that statement that you just read there, the reality of what that is. Okay. It's careerism, it's mm. politics, it's activism and ego. I'm not giving police uh, or, or the administrations and these uh, teachers and administrators um, who allowed this stuff to happen. I'm not giving any of them a pass as well. The only people that were victimless in this entire thing are the children and the parents of those children. Uh, The reality is law enforcement in the United States has not evolved uh, with uh, the criminals and with the terrorists. And you would have thought after Uvalde, uh, or excuse me, after Columbine, after uh, 9-11, you would have thought that the mindset would have evolved in law enforcement and in places like schools where there's relatively no security, you, you think that that would have evolved, but it has not evolved. It has, it's, in fact, it's, gotten, it's gone the other direction where it's gotten completely incompetent in the way that many of these law enforcement uh, departments are ran, um, the way that they're uh, politically charged, and the way that they promote and recruit people. And, and I'm telling you, th- this is systemic in law enforcement, you could take the activism and the defunding of police completely out of the picture. And the reality is law enforcement is broken. And, and this is what people need to realize. Doctors go to medical school. If they, have, if they kill a patient, they will be charged and for, with malpractice and they'll go to jail or they'll lose their license. If a firefighter they're going to go to jail. But with law enforcement, these individuals that take an oath, they go through supposed training, and then they show up to these things or they put in for promotions when they're not qualified, and they either lead uh, an operation like this, I use that word lead lightly, or they show up and they don't confront the attacker. These people have committed malpractice. The teachers, the administrators in that building, that did not follow. They actually chose not to follow uh, the uh, the rules and the policies that they had about locking doors. They chose not to do that so that yeah. teachers, this according to that, that report, so teachers could get into the building uh, if they didn't have their IDs. They chose to do that. They should be fired and prosecuted for malpractice as responsible for, for allowing that to occur. We we've we've had so many of these reports after these horrific shootings. Um, Parkland comes to mind. It was longer than seventy seven pages, and I just 
I'm I'm listening to you, and I I feel stupid for even asking you. Well, do you think that the bureaucratic bo- bottlenecks, the deficiencies, the uh, inadequacies in, in in these departments all over the like, do you think do you think it'll be different after this one, after this new seventy seven page report, after the video, which I can't even watch of the officers standing there the the ultimate decision to confront the shooter apparently made by a small group um who just said the hell with it i mean do you think now it will be different i i feel dumb asking the question because like as much as i want to believe that some good will change we haven't seen it the legislation that they just passed and joe biden just signed into in in, into law like you, you don't even see more funding for more training for the ability to arm uh, you know, staff and, and teachers, none of that is in there. The the, the, the sort of hardening of these uh, facilities, um, at least not to date. And, and so, again, you know, <laughs> should we should me, we expect it to get better? Let me better? ask you this. Let me let me just say this about this, this whole thing. You know, um, how many of these massacres is it going to take? It, it seems to only take. I mean, there there are mass shootings every day in the inner city around this country yep. um, with black-on-black crime, gang violence, drug dealers coming through, all these different things, largely done with uh, illegally acquired weapons, mm-hmm. right? This happens all the time around the United States. One of these massacres happens, and all of a sudden they put a bill, a quote-unquote bipartisan bill up there that does nothing to stop any of this. How many of these massacres do we have to have before uh, something is done? I, I can't. I can't answer that question because yeah. it, it seems to be um, there is no end to it. Because going back to Columbine, politicians and law enforcement should have realized there is a shift in the way criminals behave and active shooters behave. You can't go into a school where shooting is, you can hear shooting and think that it's a barricaded subject and we get a call for SWAT, we got a call for a hostage negotiator and over, uh, close to 400 officers amass in there. And they did nothing for seven over 70 minutes. And I, I wanna give you a comparison to this. You know, when my friend Rob O'Neill and the rest of SEAL Team 6, uh, not this whole SEAL Team 6, but one particular squadron from SEAL Team 6, mm-hmm. just over 20 men went in and assaulted that compound of Osama bin Laden and took down that place, right? And there were multiple shooters in there. These individuals in, in special forces are trained to that level, and they work periodically, these law enforcement officers in this country are constantly uh, facing these types of threats. Why aren't they trained? Why aren't they going out and looking for and recruiting special forces, former special forces operators, to be part of response teams? They, they could just be deputized to respond to events like this yeah. so that they can charge straight in. They don't even reach out to special forces uh, operators to, to get training and and this goes it, it goes beyond just the incompetence of those in charge it goes down to the individual officers I have offered training before in multiple locations across this country for a hundred dollars they show up for a hundred dollars 
and they could come in there and we use airsoft weapons so they don't have to buy ammunition and we can, and I can show them what they need to do on a, a weekly or a monthly basis just to keep themselves uh, in the mindset of a fluid, aggressive, violence of action mindset. And they won't show up. They'll go spend money on beer on the weekend or on flowers for their wife or they'll go and buy some cool gear to wear when they're in their car, but they won't spend $100 to come and train and get some some training in moving, shooting, and communicating yeah. through a building. It's, it, it's absolutely ridiculous, the mindset that we have gotten into this country and in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, there, there's certainly just more to be done. And with the elections coming up, there are a lot of sheriff's races. I mean, it is superintendents. Um, and these these certainly are the questions that people should be asking. I mean, what is the plan in the event, God forbid, but in the event that you have an af- active shooter uh, situation, how much have you allocated and budgeted to training, to equipment, to have bodies in place? I mean, yeah, we we could go on, but um, John, Jonathan Gillum uh, joining the program, uh, friend friend of, of of the program, former Navy SEAL, FBI agent, and uh, host of the Expert Podcast. He's also author of Sheep No More: The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. Um, you know, we we talk about situations in which, and we just had a, a good Samaritan taking out a guy in an Indianapolis mall who had already shot and killed three people. Um, it, it's amazing, Jonathan, that you have a situation in which, according to AWR Hawkins' reporting at Breitbart News, California Democrats are trying to restrict carry uh, of concealed handguns. So the Supreme Court ruled. Uh, in favor of law-abiding citizens being able um, to conceal carry, and I mean it's not—it's not shocking that California lawmakers are going for this. But it, this isn't a—this isn't the backdrop, Jonathan, of one news headline after another of somebody being mugged or robbed or caught in a crossfire or shot straight up themselves. Um, all across that state, it is just, you know, I, I'm waiting for the headline in which they say, you know, the, the, the tens of thousands of gang members, you know, in the various cities of California are put on notice. And then it, the, then the story just explains how a task force will, will crack down on those criminal elements. Instead, what we get is the San Francisco Chronicle indicating that California Democrats are preparing to restrict where concealed carry handguns can be carried. It's, it, that, that's good news for a would-be shooter. I mean... Yeah, look, look let's, let's also point out the fact, okay, that just earlier this month, Governor Hochul, or however you say her name, in, in New York, the governor of New York, um, somebody threat, was threatening her. The NYPD went in and responded to that threat and killed the guy with a gun. Right. They killed him. They shot him and killed him. Okay. well, he was a real threat. He had guns and he was threatening the governor. So they showed up and they killed him. Now, what if that same guy had been threatening any other of the eight million people that live in and around New York City? Right. And he what what could that person who's getting threatened do? They don't have their own protective force. They, They can't reach out and expect the NYPD to just go and take that guy out. There's a whole process 
of, of how you uh, complain and how the, the possibility of, of law enforcement showing up and taking a guy out when he's threatening somebody. A lot of times around this country, law enforcement won't even respond to somebody who's threatened somebody else. So here's the reality about the left, okay? That, that guy that shot and killed the shooter in the Indianapolis Mall was a citizen mm-hmm. who was armed and exercising his Second Amendment right. He wasn't a good Samaritan as being reported. He's a citizen who decided to take action. And in all these locations around this country where crime is the worst, I can guarantee you if they went out and, and offered to help the citizens acquire their license to carry a concealed weapon, get a, a, a weapon, a gun at a, at a good price, and then give courses in cleaning and handling the gun, I can guarantee you that the crime rate in most of those places would plummet. But this is the way we, this is the, this is the reality. Look, this has nothing to do with law enforcement. I'm going to give you a perfect example of where we are in this, in this country right now. I was at a friend's apartment yesterday. I see somebody walk out to the recycling dumpster with a huge cardboard box. They put the box next to the dumpster, looked around to make sure nobody was looking at them, and then they walked away. They didn't break it down. They didn't put it in the dumpster. They literally on the side. took a huge piece of trash and threw it by a recycling dumpster. So it's not going to get recycled. It's probably going to blow away. That's the mindset that we're at in this country. It's, it, it is a total disaster of, uh, of personal responsibility. Um, people have been taught to be helpless by the governments in each state and by the, the federal government. And they, they don't know how to protect themselves. And when they do, there's a good chance they're going to get in trouble. And the people that respond, the law enforcement officers are going to respond. Some of them are good. Many are bad. Recruitment is terrible. And even they are afraid to do their job when they're doing it right. And, and one other thing, I'll say this, one other thing. This is a huge emotional topic for me. You go as a conservative and have a rally. You're protected by the First Amendment, right? Freedom of speech. But the people who show up and fight and disrupt and do all these things, they are not protected by the First Amendment. That is harassment. That's disturbing the peace. That's assault. And it happens over and over again. They will show up, and law enforcement officers do not know the Constitution. And so they will not stop those people. And this is, again, this problem that's occurring with these mass shootings transcends um, just simply a a bad guy with a gun. It is a complete breakdown in personal responsibility, understanding the Constitution, and doing your job if you're an elected official or if you are a cop. And that's the problem. Yeah, I I have to imagine, you know, piecemeal, like the millions of new gun owners in this country in the last millions in the last three years, many of them women, a lot of them uh, black women. Um, When you when you put it all together, it's people losing faith, horrifically losing faith in law enforcement and between early retirements, the deaths from from law enforcement from COVID nineteen, the shooting deaths. I mean, the historic numbers that we're getting. It's gonna come to a head in probably not a good way. Particularly, generally speaking, people losing faith because we just have ridiculously corrupt 
politicians. Um, Jonathan, I got to leave it there, um, but I do appreciate you joining the program. You got my friend, and, and uh, have, uh, be safe. Uh, remember that you are the first responder. That's yeah. the biggest thing we take out of this. You are the first responder in your life, and threat assessments can be easily done. I could teach every school in Texas with a four-hour course how to do their own threat assessments, but people have to want to yep. do them, right. and then they want to. They should uh, step up to the plate and actually implement the things that they discover and the tactics that they come up with. And so these, these are not hard problems to solve. All this stuff is fixable. But, you know, you asked the question early on, is anything going to change? I doubt it. I really doubt it. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening.